0: I just was really proud of that. That it's like something that's part of people's holiday. I just that you can't ask for for a songwriter can't ask for something cooler than being at somebody's house at Christmas time every year for twenty years. It's just so cool to me. The
1: Welcome back to The Original doll. I'm your host, James Rodriguez-Horton. On The Original doll, I unpackage music with the people who created it. We go behind the scenes and learn about all those songs that we love, all the while helping out charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to charity. And if you listen on Apple Podcast, within the first 24 hours of the release of this episode, you're also helping charity. We are helping out OAOG, Our Art of Giving, women in domestic abuse shelters, low-income families, homeless LGBT plus teens, and more. We are trying to take care of as many communities as possible, all the while sharing about music and art. Now, we'll welcome you back. And for those first-time listeners, thank you so much for giving this uh, a chance. On today's episode, we're going to talk about My Only Wish This Year. And we have some kind of new info and new content for you all to hear. Now, as with every other episode of The Original Doll, Audio ripping and audio stealing and sharing of any audio is illegal in every country in the world. So if people want to hear things, go ahead and send them this way. It only helps the charity. Now, big shout out to my Patreon patrons. You can find more about that www.theoriginaldoll.com. Now, something that's really interesting is... Since I talked to Joshua Schwartz the first time, which is like two years ago at this point, uh, Britney Spears' My Only Wish This Year is now in the United States, her 27th most spun song as a lead artist. Yep, that's true. Now, we're only going to see that song keep increasing every year because this My Only Wish This Year is much like Mariah Carey's um, All I Want for Christmas Is You, where it's going to keep getting more and more plays around the season. So that's something that's awesome. When We know at the top is, you know, baby one more time and toxic. But my only wish this year, we'll see with this coming winter, this coming season, what number this is going to jump up to. Will it be number 26? Will it be 25? Who knows? But we'll, we'll be sure to keep an eye out for that. And the other thing is, for those who don't know anything about Britney Spears, this is a great time to get to learn about her from the people who created with her, the people who created art, because that's what this is. Art and music is a collaborative effort. It's people sharing this bond and creating things and and sharing the the artistic side, the positivity and more. So I also created a TikTok, tiktok.com slash at the James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z, where I'm sharing more information from other artists like Janet Jackson, Kylie Minogue, and more. But we'll be having more and more coming up, and we're going to have exclusive uh, content here for Simon Ellis's episodes that we've coming up. You're going to be able to hear some studio versions of some of the Circus Tour songs. So be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you get notified right away. Uh, and we're going to go over all of the tracks in circus tour and all the tracks in um, the femme fatale tour and more so make sure you subscribe but I'm going to stop talking and we're going to go right into this song and talk about the creation of it and for a little reminder this is my only wish this year Song. There was a discussion that there was going to be a Britney Christmas album. Was this told you like they're working on something? And how did this song get created? Um, I think we
0: were had a meeting about something else. Like it might have been Aaron. And I was in the room with, uh, I want to say it might have been the president. It might have been Clive or Barry or one of the guys who ran the company. It was Clive Calder and Barry Weiss, the two main guys, right? And I vaguely remember one of them saying, we need a Christmas song for Britney. I can't remember if it was them or the public, one of somebody in publishing, could have been anybody. But um, I think they said it was for a compilation. I, I, this is like 21 years ago, right? So-
1: yep. It's on that, it's on that. Yeah, it was, it was on
0: Platinum Christmas. That was the original release, but it was released like 50 more times. It was released on, uh, now that's what I call Christmas. On the, and it sold like four or 5 million copies, it just kept, kept coming out. And I was like, wow this is wild, this Christmas music stuff. Um, so they approached us, they just said, give us something really cool for Britney. And at the time, everything was like, you know, the instinct stuff and the Backstreet stuff. My buddy Andy wrote um, a bunch of the Christmas songs for Backstreet and then sent great songs to, um, like One More Christmas, Don't Wanna Spend, One More Christmas Without You. My buddy Andy, Andy Fromm, um, he wrote like Spanish Eyes for Backstreet, he wrote a lot of really great songs. Um, so I just remember the one thing I do remember without wasting your, your time. Uh, Cause I'll ramble. I, I kind of forgot. Please. <laughs> Please. I love it. I remember when Brian and I said, let's, let's take a shot at this. Uh, I remember we said, let's unplug everything and get out of the studio. And I had an old upright piano in the dining room, my old house, like 20 something years ago. And, uh, we just sat there and we limited ourselves. We just cut the cord, you know, no guitars, no nothing, just the piano. And we said, let's kind of make it feel, let's kind of feel that Phil Spector sixties, darling, Love, uh, all that old 60s stuff. So we just kind of like got into that character of, of style, you know, into that, that's what we went for when, when we, and that was we feel, we kind of nailed it. But lyrically, it was a sad song when we first wrote it. It wasn't my only wish, it was something else. Um, Cause I sang the demo and it wasn't those lyrics. We changed them like three times. You know, I remember the NR going, eh, it's a Christmas song, come on guys, be cheerful. and we rewrote it two or three times and then finally nailed it and then we uh I think I demoed it and then we flew out to LA to record it with Britney and she loved it and I remember meeting her uh that was the first time I met her when we recorded that I just remember like she was super famous at the time and it was still weird for us we're just these two dudes from a basement in New Jersey right so she walked in she walked in <laughs> behind me I heard her voice I was like oh good and yeah. I hear her and she's like hi y'all how's everybody you know and I hear her behind me like Oh, my God. Hey, what's up? You know? And then um, she, she was up all night uh, recording the video for uh, Stronger, I think, or one of the cuts off the second album. So she's like, I haven't slept yet, y'all. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, can we just knock it out? I got to go to bed. It was something like that. And uh, we worked for about three or four hours and she was just awesome. We, we took like Christmas lights out of storage, out of the studio storage and put them around, you know, because it was like it wasn't oh Christmas. Christmas. It was like August in L.A. So it wasn't.
1: That's something that people that's something that people don't get where it's like these these Christmas albums are done so far ahead of time that you need to because I think Mariah Carey, they were just Mariah was like it was like 90 degrees outside and I'm making. So we got like cheap 99 cent Christmas
0: lights. The studio happened to have some and I think it was the same studio that Sinatra recorded. It was one of the ones on the other side by the Hollywood sign like way down the uh, by the hill there. And, uh, you know, we wrapped the music stands and lights. and
1: Hopping out, because something I wanted to talk about was how quickly this was done. Uh, He mentioned Stronger, and Stronger was being recorded in October. And the interesting thing is, as many of you know, listeners on here, I go to Media Base, Billboard, go to all these places to find the actual information. And what I found out, which is really kind of cool, is My Only Wish This Year debuted in November, on November 23rd, 2000 in Monmouth and Ocean, New Jersey and Orlando, Florida. Now, like I said before, this has now become Britney Spears's 27th most spun song on radio since 1998, which was basically the beginning of Media Base and the beginning of Britney Spears's career. And I wanted to point that out because we talked with Josh about, you know, right now, Taste the Victory and how quickly things happened. And there's a quick turnaround. And with Britney, there was a very quick turnaround. So you find out you're going to record this, then you record it in October, and it's released a month later. And so a lot of this with all of these in-house producers, songwriters, and more, they were able to work around the schedule that Britney Spears had. So I just wanted to plop that in there. And also the song is you know, certified now in several different countries, and I'll be posting more information on that. Uh, but this is kind of cool for us to learn even more about how quickly the song came out from the point of it being recorded to the point of it hitting New Jersey and Orlando radio November 23rd, 2000, and now it being her 27th most spun song. So... I'm going to stop right there. But what I want to do is let you know we do have our Simon, Simon Ellis episodes coming out. We will be playing uh, exclusive content, exclusive information. I'm going to be playing some studio versions of some of the songs from Circus and more. So make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcast. Find me on TikTok at the James Rodriguez. And thank you so much for my Patreon patrons for taking a taking a listen and supporting the podcast and everyone else. Thank you so much. Hope you are doing well. And I will see you all on the flip side.